Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and I'm glad you're listening. Tonight I want to talk to you about your imagination and how powerful our imaginations really are. And so, you know, I don't know if you ever done this as a child, but I did it. I was imagining one time when I was really young that I thought I could fly, so I got on the front porch and I took a bathroom towel and made it like a cape and put it around my shoulders and ran as fast as I could and jumped to see how far I could fly. Well, I didn't fly very far, but my in my imagination, I saw myself flying. And you know, little kids have uh, imaginations. If you say to a kid, if you jump, I'll catch you. Well, you better be ready to catch because they'll jump right in your arms because they'll imagine that you will catch them. And so as I get older, our imaginations can really get us into trouble when we start thinking of all the bad things that might happen to us and as a result spend so much time worrying about the things that might or might not happen that we don't get any sleep, we waste a lot of time, and we do a lot of worrying. Well, today I want you to use your imagination a little bit differently Today I want to take you on an imagination to a beautiful place called heaven, a place that I long to see, a place that my grandma usually would always talk to me about. And so I was born in 1960, and when I was born, my grandma came to live with us because her husband had just died, and she had married a gentleman who was 17 years older than she was, and my grandma wound up having 13 kids, And so I never knew a life without grandma living with us. And the older grandma got, the more she talked about heaven. And the more she became a citizen of heaven than she did of earth. And the older she got, and she almost lived to be 91 years old, more of her kids were dying and going to heaven, and more of her friends were dying and going to heaven. And she would tell me how she longed to go to this place called heaven that's described in the Bible for those that love the Lord Heaven is open to anybody who wants to accept Jesus Christ into their hearts because he is the bridge to heaven. And the older she got, the more she was in love with the thought of leaving heaven. Even though she had us to live with, she thought about heaven all the time. She loved the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. However, as it is written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared for those that love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. So we have the Bible that tells us what heaven looks like, and we have Scripture that tells us all about heaven, streets of gold, gates of pearl, angels singing, there's no sun, moon, or stars because the Lord is the light of that city, And the throne of God is the light of the city of the new Jerusalem and of heaven. And so I always love talking about heaven. And when my grandma was very sick and about to die, I would sit by her bedside when she was really, really sick. And she would be coming in and out of consciousness. And sometimes she would just set up out of nowhere and say, Let's sing when we all get to heaven. And I want to read the lyrics of that song for you today. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, 
What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus will sing and shout the victory. Then the other verse says, Onward to the prize before us, soon as beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open, we shall tread the streets of gold. And so I wonder what it's going to be like the day we step into heaven and see Jesus. And it reminds me of a story of a man in my early church that I was asked to visit. He had three months to live. He had a really bad heart, and he did not know Jesus. And I was warned, when you go to see him, he's not very easy on preachers, they told me right in advance. So I went to the hospital to see him. He was really sick. And I came in to talk to him about the Lord, and he said to me, Look, young preacher, I know you mean well, but I do not want to go to heaven. I would rather go to hell. And for the next two hours, we had a discussion about heaven and about hell. And after that discussion, I asked him, Would you like Jesus into your heart? No, I'd rather go to hell, he said. But you can come back. So the next day I come back and uh, again, shared another couple hours with him. Would you like to go to heaven? Would you like Jesus? No. He said, I don't want to go to heaven. I would rather go to hell. And I go, okay. Well, then he got out of the hospital and went home. And I remember it was, an, it was on a July 3rd. I felt the Lord say to me, go visit him in his home today. There was a urgency behind the Lord's words to me. So I went and I went to his house and knocked on the door and they let me in. And I sat down and we began, once again, his wife was there. And we began to have a conversation about heaven with him and about Jesus. And finally, his wife looked at him and said these simple words, Don't you want to go with me to heaven, honey? And he just began to break down and cry. He said, yes, I do. And I said, well, do you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior today? And he said, yes, I do. And it was about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon he prayed, and he received Christ in his heart. His wife was so happy. We were rejoicing in the Lord. It was that same morning. It was about 3 a.m. the next morning. He was walking on his way to the bathroom, had a massive coronary and died. Now, in my imagination, I wonder what he thought when he was approaching heaven and saw how real it was. I wonder what he was feeling when he was hearing the angels sing and seeing all the beauty of heaven before his eyes, knowing that he got there at the last moment because of the blood of Christ. I imagine his mouth being wide open, hanging on the, dragging the ground as he's looking at this beautiful place called heaven and seeing and experiencing the glory of God and maybe being greeted by angels and people that may have known him from the past. I mean, what an ex mind-blowing experience that must have been for him as he walked into the heavenly city and saw all that God had prepared just for him. You know, it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18, it says, We do not grieve like men that have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. So we believe when we die and he comes back, he will bring us to be with him. 
we have a hope. We have a hope in the Lord that is amazing. You know, the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, we are confident, I say, and would rather be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. And so to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Amazing. I remember in my first church, there was an older lady named Mary. She was sweet as apple pie. And one day she had a heart attack and she was in the hospital. So I went up there as a young preacher to pray for healing for her. And I walked in the room and I said, hi, Mary, how you doing? And she said, I know you come to pray for healing, Pastor, but I'm going to go home to be with Jesus tomorrow. I said, well, how do you know that? And she said, the Lord told me that tomorrow the door is going to open. He's going to reach his hand through and he's going to take me to be with him. You can pray all you want, but tomorrow I'm going to be with Jesus. And I was like, okay. I prayed anyways. I prayed healing. I prayed the best prayer I knew how I prayed and prayed. And the next day she had another heart attack and she died and she went to be with Jesus in heaven just the way she said she was going to go. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> now when a grandma tells me she's going to heaven to be with Jesus, I just say, yes, ma'am. I listen because you know what? Grandmas, grandmas know what they're talking about. And I remember when my grandma was really sick, I said, uh, can you hear the angels sing? And she said, yeah, I can hear them. I said, is Jesus coming to talk to you, grandma? She said, yeah, he's coming to talk to me. I remember my grandma would astound the doctors. 15 years prior, she was really sick in intensive care in the hospital. And the doctor told us that grandma's not living the night. Well, the next day, my grandma called the doctor in the room. And he come in and she said, I'm going to get out of here soon. And, and he said, how do you know that? She said, well, I talked to Jesus last night and he just gave me 15 more years to live. And that's exactly what happened to grandma. She lived another 15 more years and died. She was almost 91 when she passed away to be with the Lord and she went to heaven. And I remember, I want to tell you the story. It is so important. My This story comes to me by my uncle Russell, uh, who is at her bedside because, you see, I was leaving to go back to Bible college and grandma said to me, now, you're going to go back to Bible college and I'm going to die, but you are not to come to my funeral. She said, it's more important for me that you study for the ministry than you come to my funeral. So I said, all right, I'll obey that. So grandma dies and my mom says, are you coming to the funeral, son? I go, no. She goes, why? I said, grandma gave me orders. I'm not going to be in trouble when I get to heaven by my grandma. You know, she was born in the 1800s and she knew how to use a switch. And so we all laugh about that. But three hours before she died, she said to my uncle, can you see it? And he said, see what? She said, the bright land. It's so beautiful over there. And my grandma began to describe heaven. And my uncle said, I wish I could see it. I can't see it. She said, it's so beautiful there. And she goes, there's my husband. And she goes, Elvin, Elvin. And she's calling his name and she's getting really excited in the bed. And the nurses are thinking that maybe they need to hold her down to keep her in the bed. And then she goes, there's Jesus. She goes, Lord, Lord. And they said she sat up and she goes, I'm coming, Lord. And she smiled a big smile, took a deep breath, and all her vitals quit. 
and she went on to be with Jesus. You know, how exciting is that? Wow, what a way to die. Man, I pray that I get to pass on to be with the Lord like my grandma did. There's no other better way than that, you know. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 6, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God into the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will see him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. They will reign forever and ever. The angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Wow. Wow, what amazing. And when you read about heaven in Revelation, it says there will be no more death, mourning, sorrow, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. Amen. And then later in the book of Revelation, in the last chapter, it says, The Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him who is thirsty come and drink freely from the river and the water of life. There's a song I love. It's called Only Imagine. And I'm just going to read some of the words to you. I can only imagine what it'll be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes would see when your face is before me. I can only imagine, yeah. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel when I dance with you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? When I stand in your presence, to my knees will I fall, Will I sing hallelujah, or will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. What will it be like when our heart stops and we step over for the first time? I imagine when we, we pass on that the angels are there to bring us to heaven. I believe about heaven and about going there that when we're arriving, there are families and friends and loved ones who will be waiting there to greet us, to talk to us, and to embrace us when we get there. Well, praise God. I'm saying this to you today. Heaven is calling your name. You might say, well, heaven doesn't want me. You're absolutely wrong. Heaven wants everybody. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I love John chapter 14. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, 
I will come again to take you to be with me, that where I am you may be also. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we do not know the way, so how do we know the way to where you are going? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. And and if you're listening tonight, I want to give you an invitation to go across a bridge that Christ has created so someday you can be with him in heaven. Just say to him, Lord, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for me. I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I invite you, Lord, to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Lord, I accept you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when uh, Jesus was dying on the cross and he was hanging there and there were two thieves, one of the thieves was insulting Jesus, but the other thief, he stuck up for Jesus and he said, Remember me, Lord, when you come into your kingdom. And what you know had always amazed me was how did that thief know that Jesus had a kingdom? I want to tell you that I think that thief was listening. I think he had heard Jesus speak before. And then Jesus said to him, This day you will be with me in paradise. And when the thief finally died, I was wondering what he thought and how he felt when he saw heaven and he saw his simple confession. Remember me, Lord, when you come into your kingdom. Now, if you have accepted Christ, I want to thank the Lord for it. If you haven't accepted him, it's all right. He's calling you to come to him. He loves you. Heaven is available for all. You know, the book of Revelation, you ought to open it up and go to the end and read the last two to three chapters. You know, the Bible describes what heaven looks like. There's 12 foundation stones, and Jesus is the cornerstone, and on the 12 foundation stones are written the names of the apostles. And then on top of that, the, the heavenly city, the heavenly city is like 1,500 miles high, wide, and deep. And the walls are made out of all these beautiful stone like jasper, garland, emerald, ruby, sardox. And can you imagine that the throne of God is in the center of the lit- city and all that light's coming out? Can you imagine the colors that are coming from that city. You know, there's a great book online called Within the Gates. The book today is over 135 to 140 years old, but what they've done with that book, and this is exciting, they have put that online as an audio. You can YouTube it, and there's a YouTube video, and the book is being read, and they got pictures, and you can, it's a good way to take yourself on the imagination, on the way to go to heaven. So that book has been very uh, inspirational uh, in my life. Now, through my life, through my short 61 years, I have had a couple dreams where I saw parts of heaven, and I've often thought, well, I'm only seeing a little bit. How much more beautiful is heaven than you and I could ever imagine? Is You know, I invite you to... Uh, open your Bible and do a word search on heaven and read every scripture you can find 
about heaven. And the beautiful thing about it is no one has to go to hell. Everybody can go to heaven. Jesus made the way for you and for me so that we can be with him. You know, I've had times where I've experienced the peace and the presence of God around the altar at church or maybe in my quiet time with the Lord. I've experienced his peace and his presence. But how much more intense is the Lord's peace? You know, in Isaiah 9, verse 6, he's a mighty counselor, the everlasting father, and he is the prince of peace. Can you imagine when you enter heaven, there's no more temptation, no more sin, no more death, no more crying, no more pain, and no more suffering. Uh, if you have suffered in your body in this life and you pass away and you go to be with the Lord in heaven, you will never suffer again. That pain, that suffering is no more. And there's many people I know that love the Lord that have lived that have been quadriplegic or they've been crippled in some way. But when they get to heaven, they'll have a perfect body, no more being crippled. There have been people I was thinking the other day about Helen Keller who lived, who was blind. She did everything without eyesight. Once she enters heaven, she won't be blind no more. She'll have perfect 100% 20-20 vision in eyesight. So you know what? The Bible says the things that are eternal are the things that we cannot see. In Corinthians it said the things that are eternal are the unseen things. So we fix our eyes on what we cannot see for what we see is temporary. What we can't see is eternal. And Paul said these light and momentary afflictions are working for us in eternal weight and glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. I want to share with you tonight, in your imagination, keep your eyes on the unseen. Keep your eyes on heaven. It's a great thing to do. You know, this world is falling apart. This world has many troubles, but you and I, we are passing through. We are not citizens of this world. Man, I would really like to pray for you tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person listening under the sound of my voice. I pray that you would be with them, and I pray that your presence would surround them, and I pray that you would give them hope. I pray that you would release your peace and your healing to them and your love. May your presence surround them tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me for Healing Begins. I'm glad that you're out there listening. We'd love to hear from you. My email is gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. And I'd just like to say, God bless and have a good night.